You're listening to the Star Wars Report's Rebels Roundtable, the official Star Wars Rebels discussion podcast of StarWarsReport.com. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rebels Roundtable, on Twitter at Rebels Round, or through our website, RebelsRoundtable.com. It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, so strap yourselves in and welcome to the show. Hello everyone, welcome to a special short data burst episode here of the Star Wars Report's Rebels Roundtable. As we are gearing up for the premiere of Star Wars Rebels in the near future, of course, we didn't want to have to wait to bring you some of our interesting, hopefully, uh, coverage and thoughts on the progression of this series as more is being revealed to us along the way. That's what these Data Burst episodes are for. Short little bits of information and some thoughts from the team in relation to whatever is recently being revealed about Rebels, when there is something pertinent. This, of course, is one of the first new episodes in this feed. It is a feed that right now contains the Republic Forces Radio Network Encore episodes, if you want to call it that, or the Rebels Roundtable Prelude episodes, which they can also be called, covering the Clone Wars Season 6, which also includes uh, RFRN alumnus Jerry. And you will also hear exclusive in this feed, as opposed to the old RFRN feed, you'll be able to check out a series of mini-interviews with the individual members of the team, so you can get to know the team if you're not familiar with all of us going into this new show, along with some of these Data Burst-style episodes as we head towards the triumphant, hopefully, premiere of Rebels later this year. Now, I am one of your panelists for the show, Nathan P. Butler, and... Joining me this time, the man with all the knowledge on the issue we're going to talk about this time around, is Mr. Barrent Lawton. Barrent from RFRN and now from Rebels Roundtable, who attended WonderCon in Anaheim, California back on April 19th, 2014, for the Star Wars Rebels panel that had actually a lot of news actually coming out of it this time. So first off, thank you for joining me for our data burst here, Barrent. Oh, thank you very much for having me back for this data burst. Very exciting news to talk about what happened at the WonderCon Rebels panel. Very excited to share what we learned. All right, so sort of set the stage here. Who was it that you were able to see discussing these things? I haven't had a chance to really see a lot. I've seen a lot of the news coming out of it, but I haven't actually seen a recording of the panel itself to really get all the details, if such a recording even exists without being pulled down by Lucasfilm from somewhere. Um, so who was it that was there, and what did they talk about? What's the big news? Uh, you, know, you have the floor, sir. So when we get to the panel, this panel is packed. Now, WonderCon is usually not known for having that many panels that were interesting to people. You know, they do have panels that I guess were interesting, but uh, as far as I understand, this is the first Star Wars panel that they had there of any significance. Um, They've had some comic panels, but this is the first, I think, multimedia panel that they had. And it was packed. It was packed. I had to get there about two hours early. The panel was right after a Once Upon a Time panel, which was packed. And they had all of these panels in the same room. So it was kind of reminiscent of uh, San Diego Comic-Con a lot. We had to get there about two hours early. Uh, I got a seat right in front. Had my camera ready, ready to expect what we're going to see. Usually when you go to a panel at Comic-Con or New York Comic-Con, they will have a list of actually who's going to be on the panel. Well, they did not have uh, an announcement of actually who was going to be on this panel. It was just Rebels panel. So 
I was kind of ex- expecting not knowing who I was going to see. So who ended up coming up on stage was the director of the Clone Wars uh, series and now the director of Rebel series, Dave Filoni. He was the first one on stage. Got a huge round of applause when he came up with his nice little hat. I had my son, Pharaoh, with me and I had him yell, Plo Cool, right at the right moment. And Dave gave him a nice wave. So that was pretty cool. So after Filoni comes on stage, uh, next follows him. And they're all being introduced by Dave Collins. He was the host of the panel, who's actually a, re- a very good host. So he introduces uh, Dave Filoni. Filoni comes out on stage. Uh, next to be introduced is Killian Plunkett, who is the art director for the Clone Wars. And he uh, came along with Filoni and is now the art director for uh, Star Wars Rebels. And then we had our first look and our first introduction of the voice actress who is playing Hera, Vanessa Marshall. And she comes out and is introduced. Huge round of applause for Vanessa Marshall. And they start talking. And uh, Filoni immediately starts talking about Hera and Vanessa and how Vanessa is this huge Star Wars geek. And Filoni goes into these stories of how he would have to explain certain things to other cast members. But when it came to Vanessa, Vanessa would know certain things. Like she knew every episode of The Clone Wars. She knew plot points. She knew this. She knew that. And she considered herself a real Star Wars geek. So she really, really pumped up the crowd. But Filoni spent no time wasting in showing his pictures. Now, I took a lot of pictures at this panel. There were no signs that said, you know, don't take pictures. Uh, They didn't give us any directions not to take pictures. In fact, people were blatantly standing up and taking pictures and recording the videos. Uh, They gave us a small little clip of Hera that was totally recorded. The world premiere of the beginning of the episode, the, the theme song, he played it, everybody recorded it. So Filoni was very open to getting these images and getting the word out about Rebels. And you've said that's kind of his thing, is that your interactions with him have tended to be very open. Like, not necessarily he's giving away all the secrets, but he comes across as very genuine. I think the, the term you used in our mini-interview interview was uh, that he comes off as very honest. And that's, that's kind of a refreshing thing, I would imagine. I mean, I haven't done a lot of interviews with film-related people. I've done more with authors and such, but... Yeah, you know, I hear those those Hollywood types, you know, as being so so stingy with information. Um, is it so you feel found that even on the panel outside of an interview setting, he was he was very much sort of the same type of rapport with the audience that he would have when you were doing a direct interview or asking specific questions. I have found that Dave Filoni has always been very open and very fandom friendly. He has never. He, after every panel, whether it be Comic-Con or now this WonderCon, he always sticks around afterwards. And anybody that walks up to the stage can take a picture with him or sign autographs. Um, as long as you're respectful, I mean, he sticks around. He's one of the people to do that. Daniel Logan is, a, is another one. But he's always been very honest. When I asked him questions last year about Season 6, about all of these dark Jedi or apprentices, dark apprentices running around, you know, or is he getting rid of the rule of two? And he was very honest. And at that time, they were not trying to give out a lot of secrets, but he basically said Palpatine doesn't like it and he's going to put a stop to it. And that was just kind of like, whoa, 
you know, he told us uh, that Ahsoka, her story was going to be told. So basically everything he says has, he's very honest. Everything he says comes to, to light. So I was able to ask him after the panel. They did not take any questions from, well, l- let me get into what the panel was about a little bit first, okay? So what they were really pushing in this panel here was Hera. Now, Hera is the Twi'lek pilot of the Ghost, and she is one of the stars in the Rebels series that's coming up. One of the things that they showed us was all of the different character models that they had for Hera and deciding on what type of, of alien species was she's going what she's going to be. And what's very interesting was that Filoni said on the panel that they made it a point to stay away from anything that looked like Ahsoka. So they made it a point to stay away from Tegrudas, Zabrax, anything that was with horns and females. They didn't want to have anything to do with it. So they settled on a Twi'lek. With clothes? Twi'lek with clothes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Filoni described, actually, Vanessa Marshall, who is the voice actress, and Filoni both described Hera as being the Han Solo, basically, of the crew. Where, as a little boy, when watching Star Wars, you wanted to be Luke Skywalker and go off into the adventures. Well, Filoni and Vanessa both said that with Hera, they wanted to give little girls that same feeling with her. So she's not going to be someone who is going to be using her sexuality to manipulate a situation. She's going to be no-nonsense warrior. And they kind of gave it off like she is actually the real star of the series. And not so much Kanan, who is this cowboy Jedi that they said, but they've kind of hinted at that Hera is going to be in the real star. They also said that Hera is in every single one of the episodes. She is the only one who's in every single episode. So now I have to ask, because this is something that uh, was a big social media blow up a while back. And we did do an episode uh, somewhat dealing with the issue of gender and such within Star Wars. Uh, It's been a while on Beyond the Films, but... Fairly recently, when they were first teasing these characters, they would release these videos to do a quick profile on the characters. And they started with Chopper, if I remember right. But they released the males before the females, for the most part. And there was a big hubbub for a while there that when you look at that, you look at some of the toy announcements and such, it seemed as though the female characters were being given short shrift. They really were not getting their due. And it almost felt like they sped up the release of some of the information about the female characters. They thought, holy crap, we're about to be bashed. When really, we've got a lot of strong female characters, it just didn't happen to be the order that we were introducing them. Do you think that anything about having this particular panel focusing on this specific character is at all in response to that kind of backlash? Or is this something where, because I I don't do a lot of the conventions again with the the film folks, or was this maybe a matter of she was the one who was most available to be at WonderCon and they simply had her be the one invited because she would be able to make it? I mean, is there, does, does it seem like there was any kind of calculation to this at all? It could be that. I did not. I was aware of the controversy before going in there, but I did not get any of that, that it was all planned just to staunch that controversy. It really did seem that Hera was a, a strong character, and that was going to be a character that was going to be front and center in all of the episodes. I mean, I couldn't assume that they would know that this was going to be a big hubbub and then put her in every single episode 
uh, you know, plan that ahead of time, thinking that we're going to put her in every single episode just in case we piss people off out there about how we handle our female characters. So I think that it was planned all along for her to be number one front and center. She's going to be a leader. She's going to be a fan favorite. I see her as they showed a clip of Hera and uh, it was Hera and Chopper. And Hera is in some sort of space battle. And believe the space battles that they're showing look like the space battles from the attacks on the Death Star. I mean, exactly. You feel that the way that the TIE fighters explode uh, look exactly like they did in Episode 4. And he said that's exactly how he wants you to feel. So the space battles are going to be awesome. But she's in a space battle. She's talking to Chopper. And... She's asking Chopper to fix something and Chopper's giving her attitude and stuff like that. And it was a great scene. You know, she's in control. She's the pilot. I'm not sure if that's her ship, but she's going to be a fan favorite. I'm not so sure about Chopper, though. (laughs) They showed a lot of Chopper. And if people know that I'm not a big fan of R2, where I, you know, I kind of understand R2. I'm more of a C-3PO fan where he can talk. So it's easier to laugh when he's trying to give the comic relief. When you have R2 who's beeping around and catching lightsabers and stuff like that, it kind of grates on me sometimes. But we have Chopper, and Chopper was, they really were kind of talking about, they really want you to like this Chopper. And Chopper, if R2 is the family dog, Chopper is the family cat. And Chopper doesn't really want to do anything and doesn't see really the danger in anything. And I'm not sure. I think Chopper is a more controversial character than than Hera ever will be, if you ask me. Uh, so we're going to see Chopper running around with the, with the boob window this time. Um, I, I, now, one of the big things that, of course, came out of this, and you mentioned the, the, the musical aspect of it, was Kevin Kiner being there to show off the music for the, the opening theme, I guess is what we would call it at this point, or at least the main theme of Rebels. Am I understanding correctly, this was basically a surprise pulled on the audience that they had introduced everybody else and basically done a big chunk of the panel only to then use an audience or sort of a a web-submitted question as a way to segue into surprising everybody by bringing him out to talk the music? They're just completely out of nowhere? Completely out of nowhere. Like I said, they were not having audience questions. So they had some questions that were submitted by users who went on StarWars.com. And one of the questions was the music production. Who was going to produce the music? Who was going to compose? And right into that, Mr. Collins introduces Kevin Kiner. And he comes out on stage and he says that what he wanted to do with the Clone Wars... You know, they really tried not to badmouth George Lucas, but every single question when they asked, did you want to do this? Did you want to do this? George Lucas always came up as being someone who got in the way of a lot of progress. That's what I felt. And Kevin Kiner didn't word it that way. But basically what he said was when he was writing the the music for the Clone Wars, he wanted to have a more original trilogy feel. And George Lucas said no. He didn't want it to sound like that. And there were certain things that they could not use. When Disney bought Star Wars and they decided that they were going to have Kevin Kiner write the music, Kiner says that basically they gave him carte blanche and they wanted it to sound as close to the original trilogy as possible. They played the music. It was a world premiere, they said. He said, here's the world premiere of the opening theme of Rebels. 
and it sounds amazing. I'm not sure if we could play a small little clip, but it is very reminiscent of the Imperial March, of the Jedi theme. I guess it's Obi-Wan's theme, Obi-Wan Kenobi's theme from Episode 4. But it, it sounds very, very original trilogy. I mean, it really brings back, brings you back to uh, John Williams. It really does. Very cool. Very, so for once, I guess we say, and the Disney shall set you free. You know, it, it came to me, they showed a lot of images straight from the show. And they had an image of one of the questions that was submitted was, are we going to see what Coruscant looks like? And Dave Filoni and the crew basically said, we're not going to go to Coruscant. The reason we spent so much time on Coruscant was because we were following Anakin and they were very involved with the politics and the and, you know, the home base was on Coruscant. These guys are in the outer rims. So we're we're going to hear of things that are going on Coruscant and other places like that, but we're never going to see Coruscant. But he did say, Filoni did drop this. He did say that does not mean that we will not visit many Imperial uh, locations. So he is opening the door for all of these Imperial locations. And when he was saying that, they were showing images from the show. And all of the all of the artwork, all of the images, the show is basically all based on Ralph McQuarrie art. So that's what they really wanted to do. They wanted to have that early Star Wars Ralph McQuarrie feel. So they showed a couple scenes or a couple stills of the show, and they have Death Stars. We will see Death Stars in Rebels being built. Okay, they showed one scene of two Death Stars uh, being built pretty close together. They showed pictures of star destroyers they showed pictures of different buildings that they used that were old death star sketches that they that were rejected that they've used for for certain buildings so it really really looks good these speeder bikes they show they showed a couple pictures of speeder bikes and and canaan in the sunset and stuff like that it, it was great i mean one thing that they did show that filoni and crew did not explain, but it got a real huge applause. But they showed a picture of Boba Fett, IG-88, Bosk, and Forlom on Cloud City. So they showed a picture of them on Cloud City. Now, I'm not sure if that was an EU thing, or mm. I don't know what that was. Interesting. Well, well, you know, they're, they've shown the covers of some of the kids' books. Uh, they're going to be released, and there is a cover with Bosk on it. So, huh. I, I guess we are going to see some kids... They are going to see some characters from Clone Wars. It's just the characters from Clone Wars we're apparently going to see are the ones that were from the movies originally. So I guess that doesn't count in his no, we likely won't see them, supposedly. Well, well, I'm glad you said that because after the panel, they played the, the theme song and everybody clapped. But after the panel, I walked up to Dave Filoni. He sees me coming. You know, we're kind of strangers who get to know each other by now. He sees me coming. He waits for me. Uh, I'm the first one that walks up to him. And I said, man, I got to ask you a question. I asked him, are we to expect any characters from the Clone Wars popping up in Rebels? And he looked at me and he says, at this time, they don't have any plans for bringing any Clone Wars characters like Ahsoka and Rex to Rebels. And he specifically said Ahsoka and Rex. And in the panel, he specifically said they wanted to stay any away from anything that looked like Ahsoka. So I think that uh, the Clone Wars era is done, basically, from his answer. It's done. 
we had that ride that's in the past and they're focusing on the original trilogy era now and i don't think that from his answer we may see ahsoka or rex or anybody that we know from the clone wars in this series ever well that's it's shocking but at the same time you know they would have to redo them with the new style so maybe it's I maybe on on some level that sort of makes sense. They want to be able to keep them somewhat pure to what they were. Uh, interesting, interesting. Now, of course, that also precludes Rush Clovis coming back. So there, so no Imperial <laughs> Senate spy, I suppose. Um, no, no, uh, no. Although, it, it, hey, he said no characters coming in from Clone Wars, so there's still a chance for Latara for you, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He, you know, I think that any of the original trilogy characters that ended up in that appeared in the clone wars i think are fair game like chewbacca and greedo and things like that but uh characters like rex or any characters that were introduced in the clone wars any of the bounty hunters i think we're never going to see cad bane uh, i think those stories are probably going to be handled in the eu so no meber gascon showing did, up to he didn't say no definitely not but he the way that the panel went and the answer at the end they're moving on. They're moving on. That's what I got. So I'll be surprised if we see any of those characters pop up in Rebels ever. All right. Well, before we move on, uh, any last thoughts, any last things you want to share um, as it relates to the WonderCon uh, panel and experience there for uh, Star Wars Rebels before we lead us out? Uh, and we will be leading us out with a little bit uh, of a recording of that uh, that score so you can hear at least a little bit of what he was talking about with the idea that it does feel very classic trilogy there but anything else to add before we uh, take off and wrap up this data burst the only thing i have to add is that after coming out of that panel i felt very good of what we're gonna see it seems to me that disney really knows what they have in star wars and they're gonna do right by star wars it feels like that by doing everything from hiring dave filoni who has a big fan base and knows the fans and I think they've kind of uh, unshackled him to hiring voice actresses, actors like Vanessa Marshall, who she is just a huge fan. And I wouldn't doubt seeing her dressed up as Hera uh, coming up pretty soon. I mean, she'll probably be dressed up as Hera at, at Comic-Con uh, in San Diego. But I think Disney knows what they have. And I think that this is good news and i think they may be the best thing to happen to star wars since george lucas in 1977 they seem to know what the people want they seem to know what they have and it really actually made me feel really good gave me a good feeling good feeling for what we might have in store with rebels all right well on that positive note very positive note uh we'll wrap things up here baron of course thank you very much for hopping on here and sharing your experience at wondercon Oh, you're very welcome, man. I appreciate it. I'm glad I was here for the burst. All right, folks, we are heading on out of here. Uh, if you want to follow us, of course, on social media, that's a great way to interact with us. It is at Rebels Round on Twitter. It is Facebook.com slash Rebels Roundtable on Facebook. Uh, and if you are interested, of course, uh, in going to the website for this as opposed to just going to the feed through iTunes and such, uh, you, of course, can visit RebelsRoundtable.com. It'll take you directly to this show's section on StarWarsReport.com, uh, the home site, the home base of Rebels Roundtable, Star Wars Beyond the Films, The Wampas Lair, and the other podcasts as all part of the Second Airborne Division network of podcasts. Thank you all for listening to this Data Burst episode. We will catch you next time. Good night, everybody. All right, all right, all right. <laughs>